it's really doing the inner work. That's what I would suggest. You know, yes, you know, get a coach, get, you know, talk to people who are in the field. But I would say, you know, doing your inner work. So whether it's therapy, whether it's a spiritual practice, meditation, mindfulness, you know, even if it's just five minutes, just to get get to know yourself. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking to the delightful Chi-Chi Anil. I got to know Chi-Chi through Instagram during the pandemic. I was drawn to her account because of her joyful personality. And at the time, she was starting a pet sitting business, and I invited her to come on the podcast and talk about that experience. You see, I love featuring women who are in all phases of business growth. There aren't a lot of resources where you can hear directly from someone who's figuring it out at the start all the way up to someone who has grown a six-figure pet business, and I love being that outlet. But when I originally reached out to Chi-Chi, she kind of declined the invitation in the nicest way possible, of course. And finally, about a year later, she reached out to say that she is ready for that podcast interview. And that's exactly what I have for you here today. And it is not about how to start a pet sitting business. Instead, it is about what to do if you realize that your dream pet career isn't the right fit. I am so grateful for Chi-Chi for openly sharing how she's discovered that pet sitting wasn't a good fit for her over a year into the business and what she's doing now instead. Over the past few years, pivot was the big business buzzword. And you know what? It is okay to do a complete 180 too. There isn't one right way to do anything. And as long as you have a passion for what you do, that will come through in your business. Whether it is pet sitting, blogging, podcasting, making treats and accessories, training pets, or anything else. Speaking of, did you know that earlier this year, I created a quiz to help you find your ideal petpreneur playlist? With 238 episodes, It can be hard to find the interviews that resonate best with you. Go to wherewagrepeat.com slash playlist quiz and answer four quick questions to find out your petpreneur personality type and get a custom 12-episode playlist curated for exactly where you are in your pet business now. You can find the quiz at wherewagrepeat.com slash playlist quiz. Chichi Anu has loved animals since she was young and is mom to two lovely Yorkshire Terriers named Rex and Roxy. She was born in Lagos, Nigeria and moved to the United States at the age of 15. Currently, she is the owner of Chichi's Furry Friends, which includes Chichi's Furry Friends show, a podcast about the personal lives of pets and Chi-Chi's FurryFriendsStore.com, an online merch store that features pet-themed 
casual clothing for humans. Chi-Chi's Furry Friends was originally started as a pet-sitting business. And even though she loved being with her dog and cat clients, Chi-Chi decided to change directions after she realized that a pet-sitter lifestyle did not suit her or her family. A person with various interests changing direction is not new to Chi-Chi. For example, after obtaining a law degree from Georgetown University Law Center and working as an attorney, she went back to school to pursue her passion for opera and graduated with a second bachelor's degree in vocal performance. That is quite an amazing change of direction. Welcome to the show, Chi-Chi. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I had no idea that you had all those all those accomplishments in your background, an attorney from Georgetown University and an opera singer. Like this is just so amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, yes. I was doing the most. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I love it though. Um it, it's it's kind of it's just, you know, sometimes you meet people in your life and there's like so much overlap because my dad's an attorney Oh, cool. um, and my parents, they were both um, avid opera goers when oh. I was growing up. So I feel like um, we could probably talk about all those topics for a while, but today we're here to talk about pet business. Yes, of course. And pets. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But we yes. could definitely talk about opera another, another time. I do like another talking time. about opera. Yeah. Yes, that'd be, that'd be fun. Actually, I was just at an event last night. My friend one of my one of my longest friends opened a piano store. Wow! She had her grand opening last night and uh, had a performance that included an opera singer. He did oh. some Phantom of the Opera, which was fun. Very nice. Very nice. Awesome. Yes. So that's that's a little offshoot, but she does have a standard poodle uh, who is usually in in the store. So there are pets everywhere. Pets come into our lives, even if it's opera and piano and totally, law. totally, totally. And my <laughs> and one of my dogs, Roxy, she like either sings with me or sings at me to shut me up. <laughs> so we're not sure. There are some videos where I start singing and she's like also singing, but I, I don't know whether she's like, shut up, Chi-Chi. <laughs> Or she's like, she's like, hey, mom, who sings that song? Exactly. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so we originally met on, on Instagram because at the time you had this pet sitting business. Uh, and I was like, who is this person? She is just so full of energy and light and bright. And I was like, I need to talk to her. Um, and so, but, but since then you've kind of shifted gears. So, um, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit, um, about the pet sitting business, uh, and kind of how you ended up transitioning out of that. Yeah, sure. No problem. So what happened was, <laughs> I, um, so I, um, you know, I was curious about a pet sitting business. And when I got laid off from my day job in uh, November 2020, you know, they gave me a severance and um, it was like, um, let me think about like, I didn't want to rush back into just getting another job. And I was like, maybe I can think about starting a business because I have always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Like, you know, my family's pretty entrepreneurial. Like my brothers have day jobs, but they also have their businesses. And I'm like, how do you, they never sleep apparently. <laughs> so my dad is a doctor. He owns his own practice. My mom like runs the practice with him. So like a lot of entrepreneurial think they have a hotel in Nigeria. There's a lot going on. So <laughs> I always wanted to do something. And I do love pets. I have my dogs, Rex and Roxy, and um, and I love cats too. Um, and luckily for me, my darling wife has a 
<laughs> as we say, a real job. But um, she had a steady income and and um, she was like, yeah, go for it, which was very kind of her. And um, so I started um, and I really wanted to make it um, kind of focused and it's a kind of a special service. Like I didn't, you know, I really didn't want it to be like, oh, I'm walking all these dogs at once. You know, it was very like, I come to you, I take care of just the pets in your household because that's just me and my dogs are divas. So that's what they need. So I wanted to be able to provide that service for other people. And so I, we lived in DC at the time. And so I started it there and the feedback was pretty good. Like I, I was like, wow, I'm a pretty good pet sitter. I met some really great clients and they, and I remember like my first client that wasn't like a friend of mine, she was like, her husband told me later that they, cause she was traveling out of the country. So all I had to do was walk the dog while the husband was at work. But my, her husband told me later that she was feeling really despairing about finding somebody because she's very particular, very kind person. She's also very particular about her baby. And, um, and she found me and, you know, we met, you know, and she was so happy, you know, she still keeps in, keeps in touch, <laughs> even though I put away the business. But um, anyway, so, you know, I had met some really great clients, but I discovered that for me, oh, first of all, pet sitters, if anyone is listening, pet sitters, dog walkers, cat sitters, like I'm bowing to you. You don't see me bowing, but I'm bowing to you because you all are amazing. The level of stamina it takes to be a pet sitter. She, yes, it's a lot. <laughs> So I didn't realize it would be so intense. I kind of learn as I go. And I was like, wow, I am tired. And I haven't even like done, because it, was, it wasn't like I was doing a full day, like going several hours. I would go like a few hours and I'd be like, I'm tired. And I only took care of like two cats, and like one dog or even like one dog and one cat. And I'm like, I'm not going to make enough money because I can't like deal with the state. Like it's a lot. And also I thought the lifestyle was unpredictable. Like I learned a lot about myself. I, you know, it's the kind of thing where you're like, in case anybody's thinking about this, Oh, when, when I'm not at my job, I'll have freedom and I can do what I want. And the thing about it, I actually needed the structure of the job. Like I didn't realize that I was like, Oh yeah, this is too much time for me because instead of like booking clients and doing all these things, I would procrastinate a lot. I'm just being honest. So, so, and then like I would get jobs and it would be when I would want to spend time with my wife or like when I, you know, I would miss family events because I would have to work. And I was like, ah, I don't think this is going to work for me. Um, so I, but I learned, I did the, did it for like a year plus or so, year or so. And so I learned a lot about myself and um, and I'm grateful that I met some great people. And like I said, even after I closed down, like another, like more than one person reached out to me and I did a few jobs even after I closed down. And, yeah. you know, and I, I loved my babies. And that's the other thing. Like I would put so much into taking care of them. Like, so it was hard to like then leave and go to somebody else, like another pet. I was like, I just want to just hang out here and you know so um they're like oh you don't need to do this I'm like no but I want to spend time and feed them and hang out like you know so yeah so it was just hard to do it as a business given who I am and so I learned and that's fine and so yeah. I was able to eventually pivot well I I appreciate the honesty and the transparency so much because I think that it's not something it's not a kind of conversation that we hear on a regular basis of like hey you know I had a great experience. I, there was actually a lot of great things I liked about it, but the here's why it didn't work and why I'm kind of shifting gears. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for for sharing all that. Sure, sure, definitely. No problem. Yeah, I know um, earlier this year, I thought about 
also doing kind of a similar service where it would be, you know, more focused on doing canine enrichment activities mm-hmm. with the dogs um, rather than walking, you know, a whole bunch of dogs at one time. And I was just like, oh my God, I would have to like leave my animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. <laughs> drive all over and, you know, maybe I could just limit it to my neighborhood, but like, is that even really a good idea? I don't, you know, it was just like uh, a lot. It was a lot. Yep. It is. So it is. we, we commend anyone who does it. You are super heroes. Absolutely. Super, super. We commend you. <laughs> so now you've kind of shifted and you have started a podcast and an online store. Um, so tell us all about the new stuff that you're working yes, on. Yes, totally. So it's interesting because I actually had started the online store like right out right around the time I was doing the pet sitting, like a little bit. Um, and the original plan was to, you know, I have the online store kind of just as a bit of merch for, for to promote my business. Um, but then I decided to shut down the pet sitting business. And I was like, oh, I will just do the online store. But again, I discovered about myself. I was like, ah, I can't just like do a store that makes money. I mean, I love money. I love money. Money's awesome. But I needed something else. Like, um, and people talk about, you know, you build a brand. But I was like, I didn't know how to just build a brand, you know. And I took coaching and I just, it wasn't clicking for me. But I'm glad I took that coaching because towards the end of um, somebody I had been like in the coaching group with, he just was like, oh, why don't you get, um, what did he say? He was like, why don't you get some customers to talk about their pets and put it on your website. So after, and it was only like a, you know, not that long of a meeting and we had, we had been talking about actually something else. And so after the meeting, I was like, huh, why don't I go on better and just do like a whole podcast about people and their pets and then the idea, and then it spawned to this whole, like, you know, pets are people too. Like, I like, you know, I want to hear about them. Who are these pets? Like, um, because we only, I like people only get access. We only see how cute they are. The only people that get access to who they really are are the people that live with them. So I wanted to like find out from the people that live with them, like what they're really like, what they're really like, you know, what are their favorite things, like what they're into, what are things that maybe not so great about them? You know, if they could talk, what would they say? So, and the more I find out, the more I'm just so interested. It's like fascinating. So, so that's how it started. And it took me some time to, to, you know, really think about my concept, what I was going to do. and. um and also then I had to do like I guess I heard the term a runway like tell people about it before I launched and I'm glad I did that (laughs) because at least when I launched I launched um Thursday September 15th there were actually like subscribers it wasn't just crickets thank goodness (laughs) thank goodness um that would have been really discouraging so yeah I told family and friends and people I knew like you know and so yeah um so the the podcast it's called Chi Chi's Furry Friends Show. I just kept it simple. I already had Chi Chi Furry Friends. Um, and and so, yeah, the podcast about the personal lives of pets. And I, it took me a while to get the tagline. I still have an episode that says, like, you know, personal stories of pets. So it's like, but the tagline is about the personal lives of pets. So, yeah, so it took some time, but I, I'm excited. Um, so I have it's on YouTube. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but like I was telling you earlier, Tori, I think I might just be leaning more into the the audio versus the video, just because it's easier to deal with. But for now, like it's all it's audio and video. And then the last thing I'll share is like I just thought about doing submissions like from pet parents because I interview pet moms about their dogs or cats. That's what it is for the longer episodes. But I'm now going to be adding shorter episodes where it's just me and I'm reading submissions from people about their 
like any kind of pet. So it could be a dog, cat, you know, hamster, tarantula, like whatever, you know, (laughs) and a few questions. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a pet mom. It could be, you know, any kind of person, you know, male, female, non-binary, like whatever, you know, and it could be a pet aunt, you know, pet sister, whatever, you know, and, um, and just whoever wants to submit the form. So I'm going to put it on my Instagram and um, also eventually on my website. So and I'll tell you about my Instagram at the end um, for people who want to submit. And then I can feature them and their pets or pets. And I'm excited and I, and I get to learn more about many, many pets. So. I love it. Well, your excitement is infectious. And I just I love it. And I I think it's such a great idea. And I love doing like the mini. So there's mm-hmm. one of my favorite podcasts. Um, they release a long episode every week and mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a really long, like over an mm-hmm. hour, two hours long. Um, and then they do a mini one that's like 20 minutes and it's yes. just, it's just letters that people emailed in that they just literally read out the letters. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's, you know, and I think it's a great way to highlight other people and their pets. And, um, but I put, I'll put my take on it cause I'll probably be laughing <laughs> loudly. So. What if your pet could see an experienced and compassionate veterinarian without ever leaving the house? This year, I discovered BetterVet, a mobile vet that empowers pet parents to get expert veterinary help from the comfort of their own homes. Our pets often associate carriers, car rides, and vet offices with anxiety. By examining your pet at home, it not only eliminates stress and fear, but it also allows the doctor to see your pet in their natural environment and better assess their health. I used the Better Vet app to book a wellness exam for Bert and Lucy. Dr. Olivia Wilson and her vet tech Amanda brought the vet's office to my house. For Lucy, This was great news because she gets a lot of fear in exam rooms. At home, she could have her emotional support stuffed animals with her at all times. Dr. Olivia did a thorough exam on both dogs, answered all of my many questions, gave Lucy a rabies vaccine, and took a blood sample from Bert, all right in my living room. After our appointment, I compared the price to a brick-and-mortar vet that we visited last year, and it was only slightly more to have an expert vet come to my house. Well worth it, in my opinion. Would your pet like home vet visits? I love this experience so much, I became a Better Vet BFF. Check out bettervet.com and use my code BVBFFTMystic to get $100 off your first visit. I know it's long, so I'll put that code in the description for this episode. Treat your pet to vet care of the 21st century at bettervet.com. Hearing the tagline, personal lives of pets, it makes me think of that movie, Secret Life of Pets, which I love. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. Because they're doing a whole thing. Like I love that movie. And I love um, my favorite scene is like when when all the people are leaving Mm -hmm. for the day and the guy's got the standard poodle and he's like, goodbye, like Winston or whatever. And and then he turns on this like metal and he's like, yeah, (laughs) as soon as the person leaves. Exactly. And it's just like, yeah, what what is your pet's personal life? Like we see them, their Instagram photos uh, and their cute 
pictures and they're cute bandanas and everything. But like, what's the weird thing that they do? What is the weird thing that they do? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that we that live with them see exactly like, yeah. Like, for example, my dog, Roxy, I'm going to I'm calling you out, Roxy, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> she she's a sweet dog outside of the house because she saves all her um stuff for the people that live with her. So me, my wife, and our other dog Rex. So it's like, oh, she's so sweet. It's like, uh-huh. If you only knew. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I know. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is like, oh, your dogs are so well trained. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you didn't see Bert jumped up on the counter and ate a whole loaf of bread the other day. <laughs> he did, Bert. <laughs> so naughty. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so, so this is so cool. So the podcast mm-hmm. and everything that kind of goes along with it is sort of a means of driving traffic to mm-hmm. the online store. Exactly. It is a means of driving traffic. And it's also like kind of building like hopefully a brand about like, you know, people who are like obsessed with their pets, like me, <laughs> who think their pets are people. Like I'm wearing this shirt, you know, um, and I gave one to Tori called, says pets are people too. Because they are. Pets they are my are favorite people. Totally. They're my, they're the best people. Like they're, and I have a shirt that says best pets are the best people. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, like people who are into that. And, and I, I added a line um, on my show that says display your pet pride. So I'm going to add shirts to say pet pride and pet power. Like, because, they're amazing. Like, um, and really on a more serious note, I really think they can teach us a lot about, you know, like they're patient, um, or they can be very patient and they can be very in the moment. You know, Roxy will have a way she's crazy. And the next moment she's fine. You know, we're good. Um, she's not carrying all this stuff and a grudge and, you know, they really can teach us about how to be present. Um, oh my gosh. They live in the moment. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, and you know, like I call like call Roxy, my spiritual teacher. She taught me a lot. She's teaching me a lot of patience. You know, Rex is so like he dances, you know, like if you ever see there's like videos of him with his tongue out dancing because he does that every meal for every meal. He does his dance unless he's sick. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, my God, he's sick. But he's like, oh, my God, you know, food, food, food. It's like every meal. It's adorable. I love it. So cute. I know We, we love our pets so much. And I was listening to your first episode. Uh, which which was really great, and Thank the you. the dog mom on that. Yes, what's her name again? Warakia, Warakia, yeah. Warakia. So she said one of the things she learned from her dog is to drink more water. Yes. And I was laughing because I say that all the time. I'm like, every, anytime I see the dogs drinking water, I'm like, oh, I better drink a glass of water. Yeah. They are more intuitive about that than than I am. Exactly. They really are. And then the thing I I learn, or I need to pay attention, is going to bed. You know, I'm so like not great about going to bed. Neither is my wife, but Rexy Roxy, like literally Roxy tries to hurt us into bed. Like, what are y'all doing? Rex will like try. And then he's like, I'm just going to go lie. He will go to bed. He just goes to bed. Yeah. So go to bed. Yeah. Go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They're not like, oh, I'm just going to watch 10 more minutes of TikToks. And, like, right. Right. Bed. Yeah. They go to bed. It's like, it's done. The day is over. Go to bed. <laughs> so yeah, they're great. They're really great. Uh, so what um, what were some of the challenges of setting up the podcast? Like, um, did you like what software did you decide to use? Like, yeah, sure. The equipment, like what were what was the learning curve on that? So, yeah, I'm not a super techie person. Like, I'm OK with tech, but I'm not like, you know, it does help that my wife is. Thank God <laughs> and goddess and all the deities. Um, <laughs> thank dog. <laughs> thank dog. Thank you. Thank dog. And cats. <laughs> 
Um, but it does help. She was very kind and bought me um, like a new MacBook, which was amazing. But it was my first MacBook and I I was a Windows girl. So I was like, ah, you know, I would, there was a lot of frustrating talking to the computer. So yeah. Um, so that's just a learning curve in yes, itself. Yes, exactly. So I had to learn the new computer. So that was a bit of a challenge. I use actually Riverside FM for my interviews and it's pretty good. Um, it's paid on like, um, it's paid and, um, but it's pretty good so far. And I have my fancy blue Yeti microphone, which is fun. I feel like such a podcaster with my microphone. Um, it sounds amazing. Thank you. Um, that wasn't too bad. Like it, it, the, the microphone I thought was fairly okay, but I did have a challenge for anybody, by the way, who's interested in podcasting under video podcasting, audio podcasting, or both. I thought the video would, the, would be the biggest challenge, but actually it wasn't. It was the audio. Oh my God, the audio. Um, because I didn't, there were things I didn't know. I didn't know about audio output and input and all of that. So I kept getting this echo. I kept getting this echo and it was... I had to re-record the first episode, the one you saw. I had to re-record that episode. So that was pretty painful and frustrating. And so it turns out um, I did get um, um, connected with the sound guy who knew about sound. He did a mock, um, a mock interview with me and he walked me through some things. So I think, oh, cool. yeah, I, you know, if there's um, something I wish I'd done before I launched, well, I, I did it before I launched, but I would have done it way at the beginning before I had all that frustration because I was actually recording episodes and then discovering that this was an issue. So yeah. 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 It's like, it's like that old contractor thing, like measure, twice mm -hmm. cut mm -hmm. once kind yeah. of like make sure all your tech works like double triple check it before you go for the real deal exactly exactly you know um and i'm so glad i gave myself such a long runway to record several episodes so i could bank some you know um so i'm glad i did that so i'm not like scrambling i do have some editing to do video editing is challenging but um but but at least i have the episodes recorded so that's really good Yes, that is key. I try to do that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I get in a bind because mm -hmm. it's just how how the schedule worked out. Sometimes it's like the night before. Yeah. <laughs> like, can anyone talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be me with the shorter segments because I'm like, I just thought of it, but I'm going to do it. So yeah, I'm going to, I have none of those banked, but I'm excited to do those. So yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's, it's a great, it sounds like you have a great strategy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So not, so not only have you kind of shifted gears from, from the pet sitting to now still, still focus on pets, but you know, the mm -hmm. podcast and the store, but you know, you're in your previous lives, many the, like nine <laughs> lives of Chi Chi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nine lives. Uh, you know, switching gears from law to studying vocal performance. And I'm sure there were many other things before all of those things as well. Mm -hmm. So what kind of suggestions do you have for people who are listening, who are maybe like, just feel like they're not doing quite the right thing. They want to change, you know, what kind of advice could you give them? I think for me, I wish, you know, like now I do like I wish when I was younger, I actually had some kind of spiritual practice as a meditation, like, you know, the kind of spiritual practice where you're doing inner work, um, not the kind where you're like, somebody tell me what to do, <laughs> you know, because that's so if I had had that younger, I, I may not have done the law, the this, the that, but you know what I mean? Um, I was just very insecure about myself and very like, I don't know. Um, and I was just younger, like some people are young and they know what they're doing and they're, you know, but I was just very not sure. So I think like 
it's really doing the inner work. That's what I would suggest, you know, yes, you know, get a coach, get, you know, talk to people who are in the field. But I would say, you know, doing your inner work. So whether it's therapy, whether it's um, whether it's a spiritual practice, meditation, mindfulness, you know, even if it's just five minutes, just to get get to know yourself, you know, and what you're like. Um, and you might also try like if sometimes it's hard for me to really think and I have to just get started and try it. So maybe try it in a more like low key way. So maybe trying it as a side hustle if possible, or trying it, like I say, with pet sitting, maybe working for a pet sitting company first, um, to see whether you like it, you know? So, so because I, I, I'm somebody who really is it, who does experiential learning. Sometimes I don't know until I know. Um, so I think, if I would do anything different, like maybe like I would have gone and gotten the day job. Maybe I would have still started the pet sitting business, but I wouldn't have waited. Um, oh, let me just go right into, I would have gotten a job or a part-time job and then be like, okay, let me start the business because not having that baseline of income, I was fine because I had my wife, but my own income was stressful. <laughs> so yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, and plus it doesn't work. Not everybody has not, not everybody another has person. That. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. You know, I was just lucky in this space in my life. Years ago, I didn't have <laughs> her. You know, we were dating. We weren't like living together. So and married, married. So, um, so yeah. So I would say that a combination of inner work and you know learning it in like a lower low lower cost kind of way. Yes. You know, unless you're independently wealthy, you can do whatever you want and yeah. send me some money. <laughs> <laughs> or like get your dog to, you know, or, yeah. or bring home the bacon in some way. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, some of these dogs with the millions of followers, you know, you hear that, Rex? You could go get an Instagram account. <laughs> yes. Hello. Get to work, Rex. Get to work. I mean, they have an Instagram account, but they, they need more followers. <laughs> It's okay. I think it's I think okay. you're doing all right. They don't need more followers. Um, <laughs> is there are there any books that you that you really like about kind of doing that inner work and mm. that self development? That's a good question. And now I'm blanking on the book. I read this book that was about meditation, um, and it's funny because it's not even called. It's not even called a ah. Oh, it's, it's blanking, but I will say a book that really, really helps me. It's not actually about meditation, but it's about doing, it's about getting to know yourself. It's by Gretchen Rubin, the five, the four tendencies. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh yes. my God. That book helped me so much. I wish I had known if I had read that book before I would have known to go get another job <laughs> because I'm an obliger and I need structure and yeah, external accountability. So I wish I'd known that about myself. And that's the other thing. If you're somebody that thinks, take that quiz. It's a quiz. You don't even have to buy the whole book. Take the quiz. God bless Gretchen Rubin. I'm so glad about that book, but take um, that quiz. She has a fabulous podcast yeah, too. Yeah, she does. Um, hap- the Happier. Happier Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And I love her podcast. And you're right. There, are you a rebel? I think I'm a rebel. You're a rebel? <laughs> nice. Nice. In the four tendencies, I have to go retake the quiz. It was a while ago that I did that. Um, but yeah, I, I it's too bad that, that self-development books are never required reading. Like when you're growing up, like why should we be teaching that to people? Yeah, <laughs> that would totally. be very helpful. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Um, and I, somebody recommended Atomic Habits, but I haven't, I just started it, but I've, you know, I've heard it's really good. Um, yes. but yeah, yeah, I've heard good yeah. things about that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think um, Rex is yelling at us to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 
it was okay then. He, he's got a very good sense of time because we have come to the end Aww. of the episode. I know it always goes by so fast. Yes. Um, but Chi Chi, I just love talking to you. Yes. And so tell everyone where they could go to um, learn more and uh, also listen to your podcast. Yay. Awesome. So my podcast is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's also on YouTube. It's called Chi Chi's Furry Friend Show. So you can find it, just, you know, search it. Um, and you can also follow me on my personal account, Chichi Anu, C-H-I-C-H-I-E-N-U, and also at Chichi's Furry Friends on Instagram and Facebook. And also you can go to my website, chichisfurryfriendsstore.com. And uh, yeah, and you can find um, find my merch. And um, I also have, actually for listeners, I have, um, if you enter the code WAGCHICHI, W-A-G-C-H-I-C-H-I, so I combine both, <laughs> you'll get 15% off your first purchase at my store, chichisfurryfriendsstore.com. So oh, I have t-shirts thank you. Stuff. Yes, I even have baby clothes that say fun stuff. They're super cute, super cute. Yes. Oh, Wag Chichi. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. That's so generous. Thank you. So um, if you're listening and you and you love the vibe of this conversation, um, check out chichisfurryfriendsstore.com and use code WAG CHICHI. Yes, WAG CHICHI. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, thanks again for being on the show and thanks for your time and sharing your story. Yes, thank you so much. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at Mystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.